Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And off top, we gotta say, happy birthday, Josh. How you feeling, Thank bro? Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm good, man. You know, old. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking why? I love that. I'm good. Old, you know. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's... it's uh... Shit, remind me. You're, you're 30... I'm 41. 40, fuck. I'm thinking of Liz. I was drinking last night. <laughs> Liz, Liz turned 31. You're 41. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, 41, bro. Yeah. Um, second panty. It's like a birthday in the panty. You know what I mean? This shit is rough, man. I, I might have to, like, peel. I might have to peel the time back and be like, yo, I'm only yeah, this shit, I, it 39 or whatever. Yeah, the last two years don't count, dog. Like, it, it's wild. Especially because, like, the la- I posted it yesterday because um, your partner, um, the, the the beautiful Alyssa, she uh, her birthday is the first. So her birthday was yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we've for the last few years we've like celebrated. You know, all of us have just celebrated our birthdays together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and going out, and done stuff, and right before the pandemic like really hit, we hung out. And did like uh what was it what's the we did an escape room and then went and had some dinner. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> and that was literally like I had posted something about it, uh, and I re so I re reposted it or whatever, and I was like, This is the last thing I did before the pandemic. Not, not, not technically the last thing I did before the pandemic hit, because we uh did the summit of the pinnacles literally oh, like yeah, yeah. two weeks before we locked out. Yeah, yeah. All the homies um, uh went away for the weekend. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. Definitely, definitely. Can't wait to do that kind of stuff again. It would be, it was going to be a beautiful time when we can. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I was like, that was the last thing I did, like for my birthday, birthday before like we fucking have been in lockdown since then. Because I'm just being like real super cautious, man. Like I haven't got my booster yet. I thought about it yesterday because I had to get a script um, mm-hmm. from the CVS and they do them in there, and I was like, I should do this, but I was like my fucking card is in the car. And I was like, I really don't feel like walking all the way back out to the car to walk right. all the way back in here to get the shot. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just do it another time. So uh, I lost my card. Oh, for real? Yeah. I had to get the digital joint, but mm-hmm. like shout out, you know, shout out to the, uh, I guess this is through the state or the city of Philadelphia. I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, there's a website, where you can um just like google anybody listening who you know may have lost their uh their vaccination card just google uh where to get like a quick vaccination or like proof of immunization mm-hmm. uh i got that shit because i realized me and Liz we're, we're supposed to go out to dinner uh it's this real nice spot not far from us called elemento and we're supposed to go out to dinner last night and the day before, I was like, "You don't have your vaccine card. Where is it? You know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't be going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that shit is just in the crib somewhere. And I, I was like 
looking and I'm looking in fucking record bins and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like pulling out books and shit to see where it was. And it, it wasn't there. It wasn't in my wallet. And I went on this site the night before, probably like 3 a.m. and mm-hmm. requested one. And they sent it to me. They emailed it to me the next day. You know what I mean? So it's just a PDF <coughs> with your yeah. shit. So in, in all the mismanagement of this whole fucking pandemic, I'm I'm glad that at least that worked out. You yeah. know what I mean? So we Not can, like, like the free tests that we shit. still haven't gotten. And nah. fuck knows when they're ever going to come. That shit's, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, what do, what do y'all want us to do? You know what I'm saying? Know. Ain't no money coming in. Ain't no, uh, like, stimulus popping off. Like, what do y'all What do y'all really want us to do? Y'all want know. us to I go really Mad Max? I, I, Let I, me I know. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me know if we, if we doing the Mad Max shit. I got a leather fit in the tuck. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got a gimp outfit somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me know if we got to get the whips fitted with like spikes and shit and flamethrowers. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm with it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, dog. It, 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 that is one good thing. I remember uh, when the homie Freedom John posted about that. About like, yeah. oh, this is where you can go to like get your uh, your free your, your your vaccine info if you've lost it and all that. Because they give it to you on a fucking card. That you're like, what am I? And it's big, so it's not like it's even small, and you can just put it in like your wallet or your purse or whatever. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's a fucking big ass card. So I keep mine in my in my glove box because mm. you know, I, you know, uh, for people not in Philly, um, Philly, uh, well, at least the city, like any place that serves food, you have to have a vaccine card to go in there. To go and, in, yeah, yeah. So they won't um, let you order, and so they won't let you order takeout. At yeah. some places, we went to a spot over the weekend and went in to like order. And I, I you know, I didn't have my yeah, joint on me. And they were like, oh, well, you know, y'all got to like wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, we couldn't even wait around like for the food. We weren't yeah. even trying to like sit down or anything. So even with takeout in some spots, it's like you got to have that cart. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think that's good in a lot of senses just because. You know, it's wild out here, man. And, and like Omnicron is out here transforming and <laughs> so Megatron out here. Yeah. <laughs> he turned you know, his he transforms into that little ball with the spikes off of it, like yeah. you can see in the descriptions of it. You know, Fuck he out here doing old, his thing. The whole respiratory system. Yeah. Yeah. That's his you know, that's his secret power and shit. You know, but we don't have to have uh um optimists like come through like the beginning of that ghost uh, the beginning of the um transformers movie when he like comes off the plane and just starts busting people ass yeah like, yo. <laughs> like you know we need optimists out here to do some shit you know but it, it i think it's good in the sense that like man like although dog did you see that shit that was in in new york the two nurses that got busted for uh selling some... like fake back stars <laughs> yeah did they say he made a million doing that shit? It was like nine hundred grand, yeah, like almost that's a mil, I think. That's and a then, cap. I'll believe, <laughs> I'll believe well, that shit. One thing I saw was uh, one of their one of their um, husbands was a cop. Oh, of course, dog. And, any any line of corruption 
or yeah, any fucking it's, it's, it's <laughs> always tied to the fucking police or politicians or both Come yeah on. it it was uh and, and, so, and reportedly that's where like they said like that's where they made the most was selling it to cops and like firefighters is where yeah. they made the most money cops don't want to get that shit the fucking no. um uh um uh philly pd mm-hmm. is paying police or the union, the uh, the union apparently is paying police five hundred bucks a pop to get a vaccine. It's your fucking job to be not out here like spreading this shit. Like, like what are you talking about? If you're really for the public good, which we know you're not, but of course not. Uh, if you're really supposed to be serving the public good, then like keeping a pandemic under control, uh, you know what I mean? Like, would be part of the public good, and getting so getting vaccinated would be part of that. Yeah. Um but it's really, really fucking uh it's real like you said, it's really not surprising. As soon as they said like, Oh, you know, the one person married to I was like, Yeah, you married to a cop. Like they didn't even have to finish the sentence and yeah. I was like married to a cop. Was it shit, wasn't they? Like a fucking cop in the mix somewhere. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, it, it's crazy because like like they did a cop got killed in New York, uh like in the mm-hmm. line of in the line of duty or whatever. And um it was like a million cops in the street, dog. Did like, you see that shit? I and <laughs> I—it's ridiculous. I, I've just always been under the like the idea that for me, like, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same thing for you, uh, and probably doubly heightened for for you. It's just like I don't ever see like a bunch of cops somewhere and go like, "Oh, I feel safer." At all, at all, like that—that that image, like I laugh. Mm-hmm. But that image of them, and you know, they think they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, uh, acting in like solidarity for their brotherhood or their fraternity or whatever. But yeah, that's that's like that looks like a threat to me. Yeah, that to, that's all what y'all always... mobbed out like that. That shit don't look like oh my community's safe. Like nah, yeah. not at all. Yeah, that to me just looks like oh we're trying to intimidate. Like mm-hmm. we're showing you how strong and how many of us there are and blah 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 blah. Like that's what that that's what that feels like. That doesn't feel like oh we're out here in solidarity with our people. It's like no, it feels like you're trying to intimidate. You know right. what I mean? And and show how many of you guys there are and you know what repercussions there's going to be. The fucking mayor in New York uh, rode the train to work yesterday or yesterday or today, but in in a fucking police jacket that said police mm. on it yeah you know what i mean like fam, you... <laughs> whatever man like... i thought she was gonna say you had a vest on <laughs> <laughs> like, yo shout out to ny <laughs> intimidating cops and fucking uh politicians hey man gotta do what you gotta do um uh i think we get to the topics for this week um one of the first things uh this is like this ties to like the origins of the podcast. Um, so it's the 25th anniversary of Uptown Saturday Night, um, the Camp Lowe's first album. Yeah. Um, which I remember when that shit dropped. I remember when Cooley High... Cooley High was on a soundtrack, wasn't it? Cooley High... Huh. That's a good question. I do believe it was on a soundtrack. But I remember when that shit dropped and being like, yo, who are these dudes? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The rhyme pattern was all different and like... Uh, you know, just their slang, everything was like, like it's this seventies throwback shit. Yeah. And then I think Lucini was the second single, right? 
and that shit blew up. And that was everywhere. crazy, which I didn't I didn't expect. You know, I ain't really have no. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm good at that anyway. Like predicting mm-hmm. what's gonna like take off and shit. Um, that I did not expect. You know what I mean? It's it's the beat is mad slow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially for that time when uh, tempos were faster in hip hop than they are now. Um, but like the beat was slow. It's it was like like you said, uh, the the language was like the image was all seventy shit, and the yeah. language was like this coded language. They were spitting this like slang that was uh. They were pulling from 70s slang, but also like slang that they were inventing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even today, um, there was a, a tweet going around where um I think it was like Spice Adams or somebody uh was like doing a challenge, like, yo, nobody knows the lyrics to Lucini. <laughs> Which is not true, because yeah. I definitely know the words to Lucini, but it speaks to just how like abstract uh, Sonny Chiba, uh, Gucci Suede, like their their style was, you know what I mean? People to this day are trying to decode shit that they were saying. It was yeah. and, and for Lucini to pop off like it did, he was playing that shit on the radio. You know what I mean? For it to pop off like that, it it wasn't. I couldn't have predicted it. No, it really was like a surprise specifically in the sense that like you said it wasn't it wasn't of its time, like it was really unique like how they were like rhyming how like there's there's like whole eight bars where nothing actually rhymes like it's just it's just them like folding these words together so so rhythmically that it doesn't matter like they're just like floating on stuff um so and then when that album like dropped it was just like it was so good, man. And then the one that really blew it was, um, is it Black Connection? The one where uh, they had like uh, Thelma in the video and oh. uh, shit like that. Yeah. That's um, what. That's, that's what uh, Black really, Nostalgic. Black Nostalgic, yeah. Um, that's what really blew them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lucini was huge, man. So big. Yeah. And I, like, it looked like it was um it was shot like in a bar that you'd see in a 70s new york movie like so it was so good man and like they were so unique as rappers and um uh so talented like and, and we're not like a group out the gate like they weren't like hey grew up together and we're a group right they just they like, were, like connected yeah they connected and like their styles just kind of match they both were on a similar vibe yeah um and obviously ski like laced them um ski was hurting them in that era yeah. like on the beat ski was crazy in that era yeah because there's like there's a uh they're over a, a beat a song got cut where they're all politics as usual out mm-hmm. from jay's album like yeah. you know what i mean so um yeah there's it's such a good like such a good album it's still one of my favorite albums of hip-hop of all time um shit just feels good too yeah exactly um and i believe you had you had written something for the 20th anniversary about it right 
No, for uh, Uptown Saturday Night? I don't think so. I'd be writing a lot, but... <laughs> uh, no, the only reason I, I said is, is for whatever reason, when we were first like thinking of ideas for the podcast and how it would be structured, we thought about doing like the first episode was going to be based around Uptown Saturday Night, and we would oh, like... Oh, yeah talk about like the breakdowns of it and like um their legacy in hip-hop from that album Mm -hmm. and um basically like breakdowns of like albums in that way and uptown saturday night was going to be the first one and i think i for whatever reason you had a connect to um i think it was geesey suede and um so you were like oh we could like like sit and talk with him or so like it was like really mm-hmm. like it was real like loose these weren't like solid ideas i don't even know if there's a document like a google doc that we right, shared right. with all that stuff on there this might have just been conversations between the two of mm-hmm. us um but yeah like uptown saturday night was part of the origin of serious rap shit yeah yeah because we wanted to do um i guess like what a lot of shows do now where it's like uh us like going into like albums that we love and like yes exactly that being yeah. the conversation i don't know exactly why or when we decided to pivot away from that um but we decided like yo this should be just more conversational and mm-hmm. like just us you yeah. know what i'm saying and we'll you know we'll pull in you know on anniversaries we'll talk about you know an album and we talk about like the new music every week i know we did do an episode when uh the camp low demos came out mm-hmm. we did an episode where we talked about that shit because i felt like i felt like i listened to lucini like the demo version of it and it made me like really understand the song yeah like it, it, it like sparked that, something yeah. in me and i was like okay that's what this song is i can't remember it's like when you high and you have like a revelation (laughs) and then later you're like yo what was i thinking about but um i know we did do that when we were like talking about like the demos and shit yeah definitely um yeah there was yeah there definitely was that i mean i remember you talking about like having like you unlocked lucini because of the demo yeah um i I mean listen to the demo yeah, exactly. I that made me see when you were talking about it, I was like, I should go back and listen. Um but no, they're uh I mean it, listen, it's a super classic album. It's one of those things where a lot of people may be like, Oh, they were a one hit wonder type. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But they've released fucking stellar music for years after. Good fucking records, yeah. yeah. Um And didn't miss it, a beat on the no. MC tip neither. No, they're still you know? super they're still super tight when it comes to rapping, like they're not like anywhere near like, Oh, they kind of fell off about, or they switched anything up. Like they still rhyme very similar to the way they rhymed back Mm -hmm. then. There's not much change in that. Um, and they are still like supremely talented and have their own. What was one of the greatest things about camp low is that they were, they were completely unique. Mm -hmm. And because of how unique they were, there wasn't a lot of like, stealing of that style right a lot of motherfuckers can't steal yeah. that shit you know what i'm saying a lot of motherfuckers can't write like that like that intricate way that they wrote and then you know with their own chemistry going back and forth and shit that's not something you just you know could just like swipe off the shelf 
and and run with. Nah. And you know what? It's a shame more people don't bring up uh, Gigi Suede and Sonny Chiba when we talk about like you know the Jada Kiss and, and Styles back and forth shit, mm-hmm. or Ray and Ghost back and forth. Camplo aren't brought up as much as they should be because specifically not being like growing up together and have like forming their style together, like both of them having their own style and then blending it together and um, like doing it as well as they do. And so obscure, like, like their references are obscure. They're, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's a lot of like 70 slang for drugs in there and like all this kind of shit. That's like not something that's like at all even brought up or thought of now um or even 20 years ago that is so unique and to be able to blend those styles like you know i don't think they get the credit for being as great mcs as they really are so yeah yeah like the technically skilled and unique you know what i'm saying like even like when when cats were talking about uh lucini and not being able to like know the words i'm like yo a lot of the references and slang that they're pulling from is out of our like age group sphere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They refer to clothes as vines. Yep. You know what I mean? That's like 50s bebop slang. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Nobody in our age group is like older millennials and even like um, Gen X really knows about that unless you read like uh, like the beatnik stuff or if you read, mm-hmm. you know, early fucking uh Mary Baraka or some shit. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know that people used to call cool. Oh man, you got some vines, some bad vines. You know what I mean? So of course it sounds like chaos if you don't yeah. if you don't know the code. You know what I mean? It was one thing, um what the fuck was that? Oh, two things about Camp Low. One, you were correct, Coolie High was on a soundtrack. It was on the soundtrack to the Great White Hype. Okay, yeah. I, I swear <laughs> in my head. I could see like clips of a movie in the mm-hmm. video. Like, you know, because I remember the video, they're like in like a bar or lounge area or some shit like that. And it's yeah. kind of smoky and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember clips for a movie in that video, yeah. but I just couldn't like place it because I know it was like it wasn't, you know, some of the famous like hip hop soundtracks. It wasn't like Jersey Drive or it wasn't, right, you know right. what I mean, Street Fighter or some shit like that. It was it was not those things, but I couldn't remember. Um and I could couldn't place the exact time period either mm-hmm. to go with the movie Like it wasn't like Bullworth who had like three singles <laughs> that come right. off of it and shit. Right. Um but yeah, man, like such unique and talented dudes, man. Like I just don't think they get the props they deserve. Like not at fucking all, and it's crazy that you brought up um, the fact that the podcast uh, was going to start off based on this Camp Low album, our film, another word for paradise. Yes, I took the title when I suggested, like, yo, we should do, we should run with another word for paradise. That's a lush life song featuring mm-hmm. Camp Low. Yeah, I yeah, so I didn't think about that. Different little, you know, little symmetry, yeah. Symmetry. Yeah. Um Yeah, man, like I don't like if you if you're listening to this podcast and you've never listened to Uptown Saturday Night, I, I extremely doubt anybody listening to this podcast has never heard that album. But if you haven't, go fucking listen to it. Yeah. It's, fuck with it's, it. It's really I, I mean, for me, it's really one of the best albums in hip hop 
that was ever made. Like it's beat wise, it's fucking so stellar. You know what I mean? Um, Crazy. And you got like fucking, uh, you know, you got folks from Diggable Planets on that album. You got Daylight on that. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's insane. it's his verse. Uh, Ishmael Butler, his verse on Swing is crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't hate players from the Crown Rhyme Sayers. No, with that shit, I think um, the single was like Lucini and Swing was on like yes. the flip side. Because I remember the video. The video cuts at the end. And it gets cuts the swing. You got my swing. Man. I got my, you got your swing. I got mine. And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. The name bell rings. Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean. When I heard yeah. that, because like I heard Lucini and to hear Swing on the other side, I was like, yo, these dudes are like on some whole other shit in yeah. like the best way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one quick thing before we get to our new music, I wanted to bring this up. Um, and specifically because of what uh, NDRE said. Um, so, you know, if you're following the news, you know, there's been like some controversy regarding, I mean, there's been controversy regarding Spotify, no matter what, just because of like, they pay their artists shit. You know what I mean? Like they don't pay people. <laughs> right. Um, right. But, uh, you know, they signed a deal with Rogan for like a hundred million dollars to be the exclusive, like at least like, original, you know, well, for the first like two weeks or whatever for, um, Joe Rogan episodes. Cause he's the most listened to uh, podcast in, mm-hmm. in the world. And, Crazy. you know, I listened to the Rogan episodes like mm-hmm. years ago. I was, I really, when I was doing my overnight shifts, like I listened to, first of all, cause like the podcasts are three hours long. So it's like a three hour chunk and shit like that. Yeah. But, um. I mainly listen to like comedians that he would have on, mm-hmm. um, or like directors or some shit like that. Somebody I wanted to listen to. Right. Um, the I John Witherspoon really... episode is really good. Yeah, it's like John yeah. Witherspoon and his son. Yeah, I never listened to Rogan, but yeah. I listened because it was John Witherspoon. Yeah, again, I never went in going like I really want to listen to what Joe Rogan has to say. <laughs> the it guy was always from like, news radio. <laughs> yeah, it was always more like. Oh, I want to listen to like what this other what this person has to say, and this person yeah. is promoting something. I want to listen to them, and I think like early on, like there definitely was a thing of like, oh man, like a lot of it was so much like, yo, did you ever do DMT, dude? Like DMT is great, blah blah blah, and it was those kind of things. Or yeah. he'd have somebody on that was like, oh, you know, like an ancient aliens type person. You know what I mean? Right. And he'd be like, no, right. you know, the pyramids were built by these people, and blah blah blah, blah. like those kind of things. More like harmless. If it was wrong, it's just harmless nonsense. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And he wouldn't push back on people when they would come on the show and say these things, which mm-hmm. is fine because, like, again, it's harmless nonsense. What ended up happening is he pivoted toward uh, more conservative angles, even though he's talked in the in the past of being, like, much more, uh, like – I'm probably closer to liberal than he would be like progressive or whatever. But mm-hmm. he, you know, he even talked about like when the whole, when the, when they were like, when the, um, the kids in cages thing first like popped up, he was just like, you're not on our same team. Like if you're fucking putting kids in cages, you're not mm-hmm. on the team. Like, you know, immigrants are allowed in this country, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He endorsed Bernie Sanders. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? Which makes him to the left of a lot of Democrats in exactly. at least in that specific regard. That and you know the kids in cages because a lot of Democrats were fine with that. Yeah, if, and still are right now. Under, as it's still happening. <laughs> yeah, it happens under a Democratic president, then you know let it fly. Yeah. So um, he, but he had been 
having more and more uh, like conservative alt-right people on his show. Mm-hmm. Now, there's multiple layers to that. Their PR teams are better than progressive or even liberal. Like, te- <laughs> like look at what the Democrats' like messaging is compared to like how Republicans get messaging out. Yeah. Um. So they were getting people more and more people booked, and I think he he either feigns ignorance or has just p- complete blind spots in a lot of those areas. And so, like that shit is fascinating to listen somebody listen to somebody talk about or whatever to him. Yeah. And but like more and more, it became like his audience is you know twenty to. 50 white males generally you know what i mean yeah and i'm sure like the jordan petersons of the world and the ben shapiro's of the world and uh barry weiss's and people like that like i'm sure or sam harris's like they saw those demographics but like that's exactly who we're trying to talk to right Right. and did what they could to get themselves on those shows on that show but um, he's done a lot of COVID uh, misinformation shit, and then recently just had Jordan Peterson on, did more COVID misinformation, but also this started talking about like, well, you know, uh, Dr. Eric Dyson isn't really black because he's lighter than I am, and um, there was a whole which, bunch of dumb shit like that. So, which is an absurd proposition, obviously, yes. but it's it's not even. I'm curious as to like the broader context of how they landed on that because you know a lot of people are dummies around race. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand that like just because you're black sometimes it looks like that like the palm <laughs> of my hand like if you if if you don't if 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 that trips you up you know you're either uh too dumb to be a threat or so dumb that it's scary that you have millions of people following you and listening to you yeah so i heard um sam cedar from the majority report say this and i think that's really true it's really true of just being like oh joe rogan's in over his head like he didn't start this podcast out to be the most listened to person in the world most fucking influential person like people listen to him for medical advice he's not a doctor and (laughs) you know he talks about doing you know like getting high and getting into his like floating pot all the goddamn time like you know what i mean so like this isn't a dude that you should be listening to for um for medical advice but i do think the arts i don't mean to cut you off (laughs) he spent the 2000s feeding people deer testicles for money Of course you don't take like medical advice or anything (laughs) like serious for and you know i'm not trying to like uh lock anybody into an older version of themselves but like get the fuck out of here come on it it's really weird when like that's the dude that's like giving out medical and granted you can definitely just go like well he's an idiot why are people listening to him but you also have to be respectful that like your platform is what it is and it people are listening to you and he can come on there every episode and say hey i'm an idiot don't take medical advice from me but when you're having people on who go, yeah, like this is truth and this is factual and you don't push back on people very much, uh-huh. um, 
you're like, oh, we're just gonna have we're just having a conversation, blah 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 blah. But you yeah. don't check people the way you need to check people, um, and like say like, well, that's not true. And then even very recently, he had a doctor. He had a I think it was a doctor on, and um, when he brought up the fact of like uh, uh, the heart issues that like some people were having with the with the with, they were getting from the vaccine, uh, myocarditis. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure exactly. I'm not yeah, a fucking yeah. doctor, so. But um, he he was talking about that, and when the the guest was like, he, he was like, yeah, but you know, these kids are coming up. All these kids are coming up. And he was like, well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they pulled up the facts, and they were saying like, it was saying like more people get it, more young people get it when they get um, COVID. Than when they get the vaccine, like uh, like seven hundred to one or some I forget exactly what the number was, but it was right. like really high, hundreds to one, as far right. as like getting the vaccine is the one, and people getting it from getting COVID is the hundreds and shit. Right. And then he was like, "Well, I don't, where are we getting this information from?" And then I like, pulled up the, like where their source was coming from, and he was like, "Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true." And it's just like so. Once you're confronted with the truth, you still are arguing the point. Yeah, trying to like um, wiggle around it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when you get into dangerous territory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're confronted with facts, and then you decide to just be like, "Oh, I don't want to believe these facts," and you have this sway over people, it becomes responsibility. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's very similar to the, you know, the Barkley thing in the in the '90s, where it's like, "I'm not a role model." It's like you shouldn't be, but yeah. you are. Yeah, and so you have a responsibility, like to a shared society. Um, I think that there's, um, huh. I think that, uh, we're, we're kind of like in this cultural moment too, where, um, a lot of people's voices who haven't been heard, who've been denied for a long time, um, the, the playing field is opening up for, you know, ideas and perspectives, which is beautiful in a lot of ways. But I think also there's this like uh, this idea that all conversations are valid or just that a conversation in and of itself is valid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's where it's not, you know, we don't have to have uh, an honest conversation. We don't have to have a factual conversation or a truthful conversation as long as we're talking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then, then you know, we're making progress. And that's not the case because Joe Rogan and a lot of people um, from a lot, it ain't just him. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of different, you see it in like uh, the hip hop space where people have podcasts and allow fucking raging homophobes yeah. to come on their show or, you know, uh, or we cover you know the hip-hop outlets so-called hip-hop outlets will cover you know uh boosie just said something transphobic or uncle murder says something homophobic and we'll give uh space to this kind of stuff and just report it as the news oh we're just you know as opposed to uh being active and actively challenging this kind of stuff if if we allow somebody we occasionally do guests on this show if we allow somebody to come on our show and talk about you know um say something transphobic or or say something that's homophobic or racist or whatever and we're just listening 
then we're in a way endorsing that shit yeah, by exactly. not presenting a pushback to it. And that shit's dangerous. And it's like this fake objectivity where it's like, hey, man, I'm just listening to the facts. It's no white motherfucker that can sit across from me and tell me what blackness is or what a black mm-hmm. man is. And they do that shit, the, the Dyson shit, which I hadn't thought about until just now is having this conversation. Dyson talks a lot about for all of, you know, like uh, people's critiques of Dyson as like a public intellectual or whatever. Dyson, there's a reason why, you know, they brought up him and not, I don't fucking know, uh, Nicki Minaj or somebody mm-hmm. who's light skin or whatever. Dyson's somebody who in his work challenges white supremacy and challenges, you know, uh, white hegemony. So of course they have questions about or critiques about him. You know what I mean? So this shit's not even coming from no, oh, let's just have a conversation space, uh, kind of space. It's fucking white supremacy but this little like slick shit that Peterson and these motherfuckers try to do now where they're racist and they try to like hide the shit or be covert well, about I'm it. I'm just I'm just having a debate or I'm just having discussion. I'm open for yeah. discussion, blah blah blah. But it's like when you're the when you're the person who's hosting that discussion, when you don't push back with fact to be like, Yeah, that's not true though. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, if, if we came on the show and said, yeah, you know, white people was created by fucking Dr. Yakub on the island of Patmos and got tails or some mm-hmm. crazy shit from, you know, back in the days the niggas used to kick, y'all wouldn't allow that. Y'all would push back against that. You know what I mean? You're not just. So why is it? Well, I know why. But <laughs> so if you don't want to be associated with racists and homophobes and transphobes and all these uh, like ugly kind of things, don't allow motherfuckers to come on your show and kick that shit without saying it Look, or without, remember, without, you know, calling it out. I remember Jay-Z wore a, the five percenters chain that he had, he wore it like courtside to a basketball game. And there was like discussion for a week about it. Yeah, <laughs> Shit was in the news and everything. Yeah, so, so certain shit y'all won't let you know, Lord Jamar or somebody come on y'all show and call y'all beasts and shit. Then don't let these other motherfuckers come on the show and and question, you know, play fucking seventeenth uh, century, eighteenth century race science. Yeah, you know about this motherfucker's the validity of of a person whether or not they're black or not. Like. You know, there's a whole thing that happened with Whoopi this week, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, um, mm. and she was suspended for two weeks from the view because they were discussing. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how he even got to the conversation because I don't watch the show or whatever. I just saw the clip, and yeah. they were discussing like uh, the Holocaust and. They're talking um, about that book that got banned. Oh, uh, okay, the mouse. Okay, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, and uh, she she said like, well, it wasn't uh, an issue of uh, uh, racism. Like, mm-hmm. the Holocaust wasn't racism. And, like, technically, she's correct. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, uh, Ashkenazi Jews, uh, which I am a member of. Like, I, I have it in my bloodline. They are white. Like, mm-hmm. for whatever the idea of white people are, again, like, race is not a real Very thing. Very malleable and, idea. White. Yeah. <laughs> gets to be white. Yeah. 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 So, like, and, and obviously 
the Nazis considered Jews subhuman anyway, so they didn't consider them white. Like, we can have the breakdown of all that discussion or whatever. But in the end, Whoopi got suspended for two weeks from that show. Yeah. For, yes, she did. For stating something that's factual. It's it's factual, but there's there's also more way to discuss it. It probably shouldn't be discussed on a fucking, you know, in an eight-minute segment on a daytime TV show. This is something <laughs> we should really discuss in a more... Uh, like fleshed out platform, right. you know what I mean? That was the part that bugged me out. Like when I saw what she said, and I was like, "What the fuck are y'all talking about on the View? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are the conversations y'all are having on this show that my mom watches when <laughs> she goes to like the dentist? Like, yeah, <laughs> what are y'all? What are y'all doing, dude? That really is a show that's on at the dentist. Anytime I'm going to the dentist, it also it's just like daytime every TV time. shit. Like every yeah. fucking time. Um, but yeah I, mean, I think there's like listen, there is a responsibility when people listen to you like no matter what there's a responsibility to be yeah. um, thought provoking and whether you're like hey man like I'm a fucking idiot like you don't have to listen to me on this which is true but like I still think it, it means you should still come with like factual information not shit you're just making up or read on Breitbart or some shit like that yeah. you know what I mean um, I think there is a responsibility as as a community, as a human community, to be like honest and forthright with people, you know what yeah. I mean. There's there's a ton of shit that comes from like the quote unquote like hotep side or like the mm-hmm. black you know uh, version of this. I wouldn't I wouldn't equate like the hotep shit with the alt right shit because the alt right mm-hmm. is is. Uh, its purpose is to uphold white supremacy but yeah. there's a whole long story short there's a whole bunch of bugged out shit that black folks say that I wouldn't allow motherfuckers to come on our show and say mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yeah. so if if you know it's like you said if if we're a human community call out bullshit and if you mm-hmm. don't want to be associated with bullshit call out bullshit and that's it yeah, simple and plain. Like, you know what I mean? There's, listen, there's shit in, in the indigenous community that's talked about, like, you know, as far as, like, um, people like me, like, white natives or, uh, like, black natives or, you know, like, or, or um, you have, like, in the Jewish community where, like, there's pushback in different, you know, there, you know, there's all different shit where everything needs to, like, we need to be honest. And like, like you said, we can't have somebody on the show that, that says some shit that's uh, racist or bigoted and uh or homophobic transphobic whatever right and we don't push back on it then yeah. you're co like I, i'm very careful on my social media to not be aligned with people like that mm-hmm. because it looks like you're co-signing that when you're just like oh yeah that's my friend blah 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 blah, blah. i roof you real quick yeah if i see you is is one boy i'm thinking about in particular i've never had uh a bad interaction with bull on twitter you know what I mean? Knowledgeable hip hop guy. You know how Twitter show you what other motherfuckers like? Yes. That nigga liked some like foul transphobic shit. I got him out of there. I was like, yeah. nope. Me and you not connected because I'm not I'm not lightly co-signing. I'm not directly co-signing. None of that shit. No, and because I think like like we like we were saying, like one of the big things is like when you turn a blind eye, right? To like, oh, well, you know, 
but that's just what he believes. He's transphobic, so I, you know that's him. Like it's not me. I, I'm not transphobic. Like you're turning a blind eye against like a member of your own community. You know what yeah. I mean? In a sense of like allowing because like what he's doing could hurt somebody that you care about, or you even if you not necessarily even care about just being like, oh, we're friendly or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah when you turn a blind eye to that it's like turning so it's the idea of like oh well they came for you know they they came for them and then when they came for me there was nobody left to defend me like you know what i mean and that's the, that's the thing right like we have to operate as a community in the sense of like we need to be able to um cover and protect each other because the only way we rise is through is rise together you know what yeah. i mean 100 percent. um i think we should pop into what we're listening to um did you listen to anything new this week yeah, you know, um, I've been bumping like a a, a couple things, a couple drinks that you know ain't, ain't come out yet. Ain't come you know out yet, <laughs> yeah, because that's just how it is. But I I did fuck with that uh, the joint that uh, Benny and Cole put out. You know what hard I mean? Hard body. It's hard body. Lis been playing it a lot in the crib. You know what I mean? And Cole. We we might have we might have turned the corner with Cole, you know. I, he's <laughs> dope, he's really now listen. We I've heard him be really good on with stuff. Him. So it's not a situation where I, I don't think he's a good rapper. I find like his albums kind of a little boring. Like I don't love like a long a sleepy, list of yeah. his music. Yeah, um, but he's super talented. He destroys this joint. Yeah. Um, Benny, obviously, you know, I, you know, I was saying Benny when we first was listening to them dudes, I was like, Benny's the best one out of these mm-hmm. dudes. Like you said that early on, yeah, yeah, and yeah. man, he's he he's so good. His style is perfect. Alchemist just like continues to be maybe the best producer in the game right now. Smoking it, yeah, um, yeah, he's so good. The fucking beat is gorgeous. The sample is gorgeous. Um. And they're just laying shit out on this mm-hmm. joint, man. And I like when motherfuckers just. I love conceptual shit. Mm-hmm. I like when motherfuckers really like, like, all right, you rhyme and I'm a rhyme, and we gonna see who yeah. kicked the most fly shit and who's better. I yeah. love, I love that's that's the energy of this shit to me. Yes, I exactly. love you know conceptual stuff. Like I said, the energy of this shit to me is out rhyming a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. At by any means, I love that shit. Yeah, um, so good, man. Like it's such a good record. If this is like, if this is any indication of what Tana Talk Four is gonna be, mm. yeah, it's gonna be crazy. You think it's, Cole? Because uh, Reef, Reef said, uh, shout out to Reef. He said uh, he think Cole got Benny on this one. I don't you know. <laughs> Because I, I, I've never been the dude that's like, oh, he outrapped him on this. Like that's never yeah. really been a real thing for me. But um, I'll be on that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, I don't know. And I've listened to it a bunch of times because I do that fucking beat is ungodly, man. I, I love that yeah. beat. Um, and obviously I love them too. Like spitting on it, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know if he got them. I think they're. Ju- I think they're kind of in different vibes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I think like Cole's vibe is per like what he's saying is perfect for his vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's not to say what Benny did wasn't for his. I think maybe Cole's verse is a little better on this song, but that don't mean like it, 
I think it's very similar in the sense of like when people are like yo uh, uh, M eight J on Renegade. It's like first of all, I don't think that's true, but also um, I think like what Jay was saying to me a is a little more relatable anyway. But like um, he's a uh, it's just different kind of vibes. Like you know what I mean? They're just kind of like different yeah. vibes and and perfectly fit what he was saying and trying to do with his shit. Mm-hmm. I think that's very similar to what Cole did. Um, and like I said, I love... And I also love the look of that video. The video is fucking gorgeous. Mm. Like, these dark, like, 70s looks and all that yeah. kind of shit. Like, um, really cool. I think it was a really dope video and a really great song. And like I said, this is what Tana, uh, Tana, for, Tana Talk 4 going to be like. Yeah. We in store for some greatness coming, you know? Yeah. Shout out to Benny, yo. And... and- you know, being like the third batter up for a while, you know what I mean? In Griselda, when Griselda was really started popping mm-hmm. and him really coming into his own as an MC, you know what I'm saying? I know some cats, uh, you know, don't fuck with Griselda or whatever, but um, yeah, Benny, Benny is like an elite MC, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know how you can love the art of rhyming and like the sport of rhyming and not hear him and be like, yeah, he, whatever the thing is, he got that. He shit. got it. Yeah. He's, he's really special. Uh, and he's grown in like, if you go back and you listen to like, um, shower shoe Lords or <laughs> pissy work. Yeah. Like, you listen to that and then you listen to him now, you can see the growth in him as an MC just in like the last like five or six years or whatever it's been. Um, and yeah, like you said, shower shoe Lords, my shit. I fucking love that song. Mm -hmm. Uh, pissy work, I think is one of the best verses in hip hop, but like he's better than he was then. You know what I mean? So, and like, like you said, listen, man, Cole is superb on this joint. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you're not a big fan of Cole, like, I, I'm not really a big fan of Cole. I know you're not, like, the hugest fan of Cole either. But if you listen to this joint, you're going to be like, yo, Cole's fucking yeah. nice. Like, they smoked you know this shit. They really um, did. Yeah, so definitely check that out if you haven't heard that joint yet, man. That shit is superb, for real. Um, besides that, I think we can start wrapping up. Um, uh, you can get us at Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um you can find you at John underscore liberator on Instagram and Twitter. True. Um, Indy underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. That's I N D I underscore SRS. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the serious rap shit Vivo channel. We're over a thousand subscribers, like hey. a, a decent amount over 6,000 subscribers now. Yeah. Um, appreciate everybody who's subscribed. Uh, definitely. If you're not subscribed yet, go up there and subscribe because there's really exclusive shit there. Shit that you're never going to find on the feed, the podcast feed and shit. There's shit there that's just there and it's not going to be anywhere else. Uh-huh. Um, so if you fuck with the podcast, you're definitely going to love the uh, the YouTube page um, or the, the, the Vivo page, uh, which is on YouTube. Just put in Serious Rap Shit Vivo in uh-huh. the search bar on YouTube and it'll pop right up and you will find us, subscribe and like the videos. Um we have a merch store at SeriousRapShit.com. You can go there, get all your merch. Um, we have the Abolish Ice t-shirts and hoodies still available on Incense Trap and Yoga. Uh, member part of those proceeds go toward helping uh, micro families with 
uh, legal aid. Um, and other than that, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take his fat, 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 fat